Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon. I am the host. I am Jeanette. I'm going to give the mute and unmute and raise hand commands and then turn the call over to our facilitator, um, Jewel. So to unmute and mute on the PC, it is Alt-A. To raise your hand, it's Alt-Y. To mute and unmute on the Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. To raise your hand, it's Option-Y. To mute and unmute on the app, you want to be in your bottom left-hand corner. And to raise your hand under the more command in the lower right-hand corner, to mute and unmute on the phone, it's star six. And to raise your hand, it's star nine. And now I'll turn it over to Jewel. Thank you, Jeanette. Um, So hi, everybody. This is Independent Living Skills. And today we will be talking about everything that has anything to do with the guest room. Um, So the main topics will be um, cleaning the guest room because that takes a little more effort so you can make a really good impression, organizing to um, have comfort for the guest room, Um, um, yeah, so I just have the two, I'm sorry, I just have the two topics today, Um, the organizing is a little more complicated, Um, so we'll start with cleaning. Um, And we have talked about sweeping and mopping, and that continues into the guest room. Um, Just make sure you get all the corners um, and under the bed. Um, So we won't go into a huge amount of detail on that. If you have any questions, you're welcome to ask at the end of this topic. And um, we will talk about dusting because we have not talked about that yet. And I find um, different people consider different different per- different ways of dusting, but I find that a microfiber cloth or a sock is the best way to dust uh, when there's lots of little things. And some people put little figurines in the guest room to make it look really pretty, you know, shelves. So a, a fi- microfiber cloth or a sock might be easier than using a duster when you have all those little things, knickknacks and such, because a duster might knock that over, whereas with a sock or a cloth, you're going to be feeling underneath that uh, fabric and not have to worry about, oh, is it touching it or not? Um, with that, as with most cleaning, you'll want to choose a direction, um, either up or down for, um, well, when you're dusting, you want to go from top to bottom. So that is already chosen for you because you don't want to dust the bottom and then the t- dust from the top goes down to the bottom again. Um, but you'll want to choose either left to right or right to left for shelves, for um, dressers, choose a direction, whichever you prefer. Um, for dusting furniture, such as a dresser or a nightstand, you'll want to do the grid pattern as we have discussed before. Um, so that'll be back to front and either left to right or right to left, whichever you prefer. 
Um, just make sure you're going in the same direction so you don't miss any spots. Um, for wood, you may want to use a polish afterward, uh, wood polish, such as pledge or whichever you prefer. Pine saw is another one. Um, and for that, you want to spray it on the cloth, not the furniture, and test a corner if you've never dusted that furniture before. Um, put the clean, put the um, wood polish on a um, un, un, uh, an area that's not so noticeable. So like the back corner of the dresser and leave it for a couple hours, come back and check it and, you know, have somebody look at it or call me, be my eyes, for example, um, video chat with somebody and go, does that leave a stain? Does that leave a mark? because you don't want your whole dresser or nightstand to be covered in marks from that. And some wood will react badly to it. Um, some finishes also um, may little, leave little scratches or pock marks and you don't want that. Um, so once you know that that cleaner is okay on that wood, you'll want to put it on your cloth and, and then put it on the furniture rather than spraying it directly on. And this is because if you're spraying it directly onto the furniture, you're likely to get too much and that can cause issues with the finish also. Um, whereas if you put it on your cloth, it's going to be soaked into your cloth and you're not going to have as much um, going onto the wood. So it'll be at the right amount. And also, um, you, if it's on your cloth, then you're not going to miss any spots because um, with the spray, you're going to get it all over it. But then, you know, if you miss that one spot, well, there's still stuff on it and that can cause damage to your furniture if it's on your cloth. If you miss that one spot, there's not going to be damage to your furniture in the long run. It's one spot doesn't get polished this time. I hope that makes sense. Um, one more reason to spray on the cloth would be if you're spraying directly onto the furniture, you might end up getting it on the wall behind the furniture. You might get it on the bed next to the nightstand. Um, and you don't want that. Um, wood polish on wall or fabric is not good. Uh, can cause issues, long-term long damage. So um, especially for someone who can't see, spraying directly onto the furniture is not a good idea. Um, so that would be the basics of dusting. Does anybody have specific, um, questions about that or about sweeping and mopping in the guest room, um, or vacuuming even if, if you have a guest room that has carpet? Do I have any hands? Not yet. People may feel okay. free to raise hands. Give them a few moments for that. Um, you know, everybody has different techniques. So I would love to hear other techniques. Um, and you may end up helping somebody that goes, that sounds like a better technique than I've been using. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different ways of doing things. Jill has her hand raised. Jill, awesome. you may go ahead and unmute. Hey, Jill. Hello. Um I usually use paper towels, like, and pledge, but I mm -hmm. know that's not really, um, you know, I know it can leave, like, residue and mm -hmm. um, trying to get away from 
like single use. I know I was using it just out of laziness because I know you mentioned about like a sock or microfiber. Mm -hmm. And if I were to switch to that, how do you wash those? Like, do you, I know you would keep, do you put them in the washing machine or? Yeah. Would... Um, either the mic, I'm sorry. Did you have more to that question? No, I was just going to say, what would your recommendation be to, to do those? I know keep it separate from other clothes, but I don't know right, if I should so... add in like more detergent to wash them or just in water. That depends on how much cleaning you're doing with that cloth. So if you are, if you have a really dusty room that like it's been shut off from the rest of the house and it hasn't been touched in a while, like a larger house would have that. Um, some guest rooms don't get touched until they're needed. Um, you may find your cloth gets really filthy and you may end up using two or three cloths and it's still filthy. Then you'll want to do a heavier soil level for your washer. Um, but generally, if you're doing a weekly dusting or whatever, you know, a couple of times a week, weekly, biweekly, your cloth is not going to get that dirty. Um, mm -hmm. you, as long as you don't put it with regular clothes. Um, and that's more because cloths and towels and such will um, unbalance a washer and also like they'll take more moisture than regular clothes. And so the regular clothes won't get cleaned as well. Um, that's the main mm -hmm. reason for that. Um, so yeah, you can totally just throw them in the wash. Um, I keep a hamper in the laundry room that is just for cleaning cloths, towels. You know, if the dogs have cover, come in covered in mud, the towel from that goes in, the, in that hamper. Um, and then that's oh, one yeah, that's load once a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I need to just not be lazy and <laughs> You switch away from paper towels that are yeah, another problem with paper towels is that they don't hold the cleaner very well your um your wood polishes and your you know your cleaning um sprays don't it doesn't stay on the paper towel very well a lot of it will leak through mm -hmm. to your hand it'll like get it all soggy um so or, you know, if it doesn't get soggy, then there might not be enough on it. Um, mm -hmm. So a microfiber will hold it and it'll kind of soak in better too. Um, same with socks. Yeah. Uh, sock, for socks, a when you have a sock monster, like everybody does, um, if you end up with a mixed match so socks, throw them in with your cleaning supplies and that's your dusting cloth. Yeah, so. that's true. You can't find the ones them. behind them behind the dryer right I'll yeah the ones that you know you're like um it's got a hole up near the top obviously if it has a hole in the in the toe unless you can sew it up you might not want to use that for a <laughs> dust cloth because it's going to get on your hands um but we have yeah. a bunch of mixed match socks and i just grab one for dusting or if i see a spider web i hate spider webs i don't touch them I just get a sock and it covers my hand and wrist. And then I just grab it with that and turn it wrong side out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Deborah has her Thank hand you. raised. Deborah, you may unmute. Um, I um, got two things. I like to use the, the you know, how your towel, your face towel get all wear out or your uh, bath towel get all wear out. And then I cut them up into squares. 
and I like to like clean the bathroom with that because um, to not mix up, you know, the my good towel with my, uh, uh, you know, the old towel. So I can yeah. feel the, the edge. Because clean the bathroom better and I can, you know, scrub better with it too. And dust and, with it too. And you really do want to keep your cleaning cloths separate from your washing cloths for it in the tub or shower. Um, yeah. Because... You know, even if even if that cloth gets really clean, there could be residue on it from cleaning, you know, from cleaning the sink or the cleaning spray itself. And you don't want that on your skin. No. Um, uh -uh. So, but the best for cleaning cloths, once a washcloth has a hole in it, there's your cleaning cloth. And you just know anything with a hole in it is now a cleaning cloth. You don't mm -hmm. get them mixed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah, I used to use color ones, but then I can't see the colors no more. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. For uh -huh. us, if it's got a hole, it's a cleaning cloth. If it doesn't have a hole, it's not a cleaning cloth. Mm-hmm. And vacuuming. I try my hardest uh, vacuuming where sometimes I grab the wire and I do, I, you know, I use my finger and I comb it around the floor, but I miss stuff. So you don't know how many clean, uh, vacuum cleaner I kill. Mm. You mean like you get things get left on the floor, like pennies and safety pins and paper clips? Yes, or the the the, the wire to the um, you know everything is chargeable. So mm. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So all the wire, like um, I have like five in my bedroom, along with my hearing aid uh, stuff, has to be you know plugged up. Yeah. I haven't really discussed vacuuming and it's not really fair to y'all because we have hardwood floors. We don't have any carpet, so we don't vacuum. Um, but um, I used to vacuum, but not here. Um, so with the vacuum, and I do this for mopping and sweeping also, I go along to every outlet and go, okay, what's plugged in? Plug, uh, if it can be unplugged, take it out. If it can't, how am I holding this up so it's not on the floor? Um, so like I have an outlet by the window, I, that, that cord that's hanging down is clipped into the lock on the window. It holds it in place. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, finding a way to do that. And also there are cable reels that you can put your cables into and it reels it up nice and tight and neat. Um, those can be very useful if you're going to leave things in the wall like that. And that way the cable is as short as it goes. Um, for the vacuum cord, I always was taught you take it out as long as you want it. And then you wrap it over your shoulder and un under your arm. And as you're moving around the room, you can wrap it more or less as you need. Um, and that way you don't have to worry about vacuuming over the cord of the vacuum, which can be annoying and can be bad for the vacuum. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So thank you. And I'll make sure when we talk about the living room, I'll make sure that we do even more about vacuuming because we don't, we ha don't have carpet, but most people do. So I don't think about it anymore. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's it for raised hands for the moment. 
Okay. Well, we'll go on to the next topic, which is organization. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. That just changed. My apologies. Okay. Eugene, you may go ahead and unmute. Good morning or afternoon, depending upon where you're living. Morning here. So that's all good. Yeah. Uh, recommend when you do your dusting and everything and you're using socks, make sure you use a cotton sock and not a silk or nylon sock. Um, because that will not uh, nylon socks will not hold the uh, uh, chemicals very good. That's a good point. Yeah, and silk too. It's not going to hold it. Um, I don't think about that because all my socks are cotton. But thank you. I can't think of everything, right? True. That's what y'all are for. Y'all can help me along. Um, yeah, and there are um, a lot of people get like sports socks. Those are great. Like athletic socks are great for your cleaning if once they get holes in them. Um, there are um, moisture wicking socks. Not good for cleaning because obviously it's going to soak up the cleaner more than you want. Um, so, yeah, make sure that it's a, a sock that is good for that um, cleaning. Good point. So are we ready to move on to organization or do we have more questions or comments? No questions at the moment, Joel. Okay. So organization in the guest room is a little different from other places in the house because the people are there temporarily. Um, and I take my organization tips for the guest room. Some of them I take from like hotels. So one thing you may want to do is make sure there's a hamper in there because otherwise they're going to be using a plastic bag or their suitcase and that's not very comfortable. Um, so the best hamper that I found is like a fabric one that kind of folds down. There's some that are like spring folding or um, I have one in there that is, um, it just kind of squishes down and then it can go under the bed until they're ready to use it um, or in the closet or whatever. Um, another thing that would be very good for them is, you know, if they're visiting, they're going to have a suitcase. Where are they putting the suitcase? Make sure you have somewhere to that for that to go, whether that's at the bottom of the closet. Um, if you have a suitcase rack or a chair that they can put their suitcase on, um, or, you know, if you have a place that they can unpack their clothes, like a dresser that has dedicated, uh, drawers, and then they can put their suitcase under the bed or, you know, somewhere out of the way. Um, you know, that may be the best way to do it if they're going to be staying more than one night. Um, well, you know, if they're visiting for the holidays, you may want to allow them to unpack everything and it'll be a little more comfortable for them. Um, a tip that I've taken from um, Airbnb and bread and bed and breakfast is have a basket that has their towel their hand towel, their washcloth, and some basic toiletries um, in case they forgot something. So a toothbrush, toothpaste, you know, little travel size um, items, uh, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, or soap, have them available to them in case they forgot something. If they don't use it, what's there for next time? You know, but so many times people forget, oh no, I forgot my toothbrush. We got to go to the store. Well, here's one right here. Never been used just for you. And it makes people feel very comfortable that you, you, you know what they need, um, you know, and it's there in case something happens, um, you know, maybe they're brushing their teeth and it gets dropped in the tub and it's like, oh, maybe that's not the best thing to brush with now. What do we do? There's an extra. Um, 
And you can leave a little note. Um, if they're um, blind like you, you know, blind or low vision, you might leave it in braille or a large print with a Sharpie. Or, you know, if they're sighted and you can't handwrite, you might leave a little recorded message. Um, LS and S and other shops um, have little uh, 10 second recording devices. They're like 10, five bucks, 10 bucks. I'm not sure exactly these days. Um, I used to get them for five bucks each and you can leave a little recorded note when they get in, they press play and wow, she left me a message, you know, just welcoming to, to their, to her house. Um, so that's something you can do to make somebody feel more comfortable. Um, we've talked about fixing beds and you do want to fix the bed every time you have a new guest. Um, you know, even if one person's leaving one day and the next person's coming the next day, do change the sheets in between. It'll make everybody feel a little more comfortable and nobody likes dirty sheets. Um, so those are some ideas for organization. And if anybody has questions specific to their guest room or um, you know, just some ideas, you're welcome to share them at this time if we have any hands. Let's give people a moment. So far, no hands. Okay. Cheryl just raised her hand. Cheryl, you may unmute. Um, I know this is not exactly on the topic of cleaning a guest room per se, but um, I recently traveled with friends to Louisiana and um, we stayed in the Red Roof Inn. And all the years that my late parents and I traveled, we always got rooms with two double beds, queen size beds. So even though my friends had their own room and I had my own room, uh, I still, I'm just, it's just, uh, I'm more used to having two double beds. So that presents a, a, a good advantage, even in a guest room that if there are two double beds. I liked the idea because I could not only use, excuse me, the luggage rack or table in there for a bag, but I, you literally put my suitcase on the other bed and mm -hmm. I even I laid down flat in my clothing bag, my clothes that I brought and everything was just basically flat in front of me. And of course, if I'd had a formal or something like that, that needed to stay looking nice, I would have hung it up in the closet. But That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I found that it was so helpful in the Red Roof Inn. It may be kind of a lower priced place, but uh, it was basically very safe and very clean. Uh, the lighting, I have RP, and the lighting was really good in that room. Yeah, and that is a good point about lighting. You know, you may be blind, you may be low vision, you know, and you need certain lighting, but what lighting does your guests need? Um, so yeah. consider that. Maybe they need something brighter if they're also low vision or, and you're, you know, you're blind and they're low vision, you may not think that, the lighting is an issue, but they might. Um, I, so having a floor lamp or a, a table lamp might be a good idea. Um, or, a desk, though, or, or, a desk, or desk light or one of those lights that are um, yeah that have a have a long neck on them. Like a, they used to call them surgi sur surgical that? surgical lamps. <laughs> That's what I knew them as. They uh, use like in a doctor's yeah. office. Those are uh, oh okay yeah yeah the the one the first one you were thinking of was the gooseneck lamp. That's it. Um, That's what I want to yeah. yeah, yeah, a good um, neck lamp. 
And uh, the thing is, uh, in this motel, it had a table there or a desk, which would be great for like your laptop. And of course, if you had a table there, then your guests could put their laptop there. And then they had a cabinet where the TV was. I went on and put like, say, my um, lunch or my food that I brought and then maybe my water bottles up there. The thing is that I like spaciousness. Mm -hmm. I can spread out. And yes, I need an, organi an, organization, an, an organizational plan of where this and that is in my room. And it may be messy to the average person that you, that you meet, but you know where it is and that's all that really matters. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the guest room, what matters is who's staying there, which means you know, for you, that's what matters. For somebody else, it might be totally different. Um, yep. our guest room has an armchair, um, yep. instead of a wooden chair. And then in front of it is a, um, spool style, um, end table. So it looks like a little, it looks like a big spool, like you would put on cable, put a cable on, but it's been painted and made it look nice. And then it has a tablecloth on top of it. Um, uh -huh. and it, it just looks really nice, but it, you know, it works as a footstool. It also works as a laptop stand. Um, when Mary's um, son comes to visit, that's where he does his laptop stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good point. Somewhere to for them to work on their laptop or something is important. Um, and relaxing is important. You know, maybe they don't want to spend every waking moment in the living room with you. <laughs> They're yeah. your guests. You should make them comfortable however they want to be. Um, so, like, an armchair would be a great thing to have in a guest room. We found that it's very useful. Oh, yeah. Um, so that especially like, a rocker, a rocker. Hmm? A rocker is nice. Mm -hmm. For some people, some people are not so keen on rockers, uh, uh, but it is a good idea. Um, that does bring up a further point. Um, so if your guest is multiple guests, they may not be a couple. Um, so like our guest room has two twin beds. If they're a couple, they can put those twin beds together and we can fix them like a regular, like a full bed. But if they're not a couple, like if it's, you know, my housemates, two boys, they're not going to want to sleep in one bed. So they have separate beds. Um, if you have somebody with a child, you might want to have a trundle bed. Um, or if it's a very young child, a pack and play. Um, and they can sleep in the pack and play. Um, just make sure with a pack and play, if it's a very young child, you don't want to have any toys in there. You don't want to have loose sheets, loose pillows. You know, children can choke on that stuff or, um, you know, pillows and toys can become a cause of SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. So um, if it cannot be tucked in, um, it shouldn't be in there. So we don't want any infants dying in the night. <laughs> oh, so, that's tragic. Yeah, I I was work I worked as a nanny and SIDS was a class that I took and it was like oh, I really hope this never happens. <laughs> so um, I learned anything that can't be tucked in or clipped um, away from the baby should not be in there at all in the crib in the pack and play in the cradle nothing. Um, so if you can't tuck in the blanket it doesn't go in there. If you can't um, clip the pillow down, it shouldn't be in there. Um, babies don't need pillows. So, um, so that, that goes off to, on a, another topic, but um, 
you know, you want, you'll want to consider what your guest needs as far as children. Um, they may want their children in a separate room, but they may want to keep the child with them. So a trundle bed is a great way to do that. Um, and then it's not in your way when the, when there's not a child. Where can um, you get a trundle, a trundle bed? Um, there are some beds that come with them, but you can also find them. Um, where did we get ours? Um, we don't have one here, but my mom had one when I was a kid. I think hers came from a, from a yard sale, but you can get them online. Um, most trunnel beds are going to be the ones that, um, uh, you <laughs> kind of like a fold up card table it locks into place and then you uh, unlock it and push it down to uh, fold it down and put it away. Oh, um, cool. But there are some beds out there that you can get like a platform bed that instead of drawers, it has another bed underneath. So those are pretty cool. Um, and then when, when you don't have a child around, you can take the mattress out, put it away and it's a drawer. So a drawer. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We have another hand raise. It's Jill. I will tell you that you can get them in furniture stores as well. Oh, okay. So they're um, all We just recently got one for one of my nieces. Jill, cool. you may unmute. Okay. Um, something I bought for my guest room for the bed is a mattress protector. And it's kind of, it was about maybe 15 to 20 dollars and it's good for a full size bed and mm -hmm. it's kind of like a liner and so I put that over the mattress and it's just good like so you know if, if you have a guest that has a dog or kids or um it protects like spills and it just mm -hmm. keeps the mattress clean and then I put a regular mattress cover over that that's kind of like soft, you know, so it doesn't feel, you don't feel the mattress protector. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I put the regular mattress cover over that. And then, um, then just make the bed. It's just another layer of keeping it clean for different guests coming. And then, well, one, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll, fin I'll go ahead. stay in a minute. Oh, I was just saying that, um, and then I also have like one of those egg crate foams. And so I put the mattress protector over the foam egg crate. So it also helps, you know, keep that um, clean. And I, I think it just helps keep like moisture out and mold or dust mites or it's just a good, um, keeps the longevity of your mattress because they're not cheap so it yeah. helps keep them and one tip for that um is for at least the first time you can leave the plastic on a new mattress it's not going to hurt anything that is a built-in mm -hmm. plastic um, mattress cover now depending on what that like how Thick that plastic is it might crinkle which could be a problem for a guest um but test it you know lay down on it and see if it makes noise as you move around on it if it doesn't then you're good to go um mm -hmm. but you can also get um the big plastic um mattress covers that zip up 
Um, and those are great too. Um, they use those mostly, oh, yeah. yeah, for like vacuum sealing things. Um, yeah, with like encase the whole thing. Exactly. And then you don't have to worry about taking it off, um, you know, or it coming off. Like, you know, the ones that tuck um, come off right. sometimes. And one more layer to un. <laughs> yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. those are those are ideas. And that's a good idea having a mattress protector on the guest bed, especially for because, like you said, if they have pets, if they have kids, um, babies mm -hmm. throw up. Yeah. And that's everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's that's a good thing. Or yeah, a child that doesn't have a sippy cup um, can spill. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and when my brother-in-law comes to stay, his dog loves to sleep with him. So I just mm -hmm. feel like you know the next guest won't really right. appreciate that idea, but I don't care. And then I know the mattress is clean. So right. But by having the mattress protector on there and then the, the mm -hmm. bedding, you can wash the bedding and then the next person's yes. going to really care because it's, it's clean. Right. Oh, and I, I was um, also going to say um, that I, I like the that the other caller uh, had about cutting up old bath towels um, mm -hmm. to use as cleaning. That's a good... Uh, idea to recycle those. Hey, hang on a second, kind of Jill. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who it is. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you, Jeanette. No, that's fine. Go ahead, Jill. Oh, I was just saying that that was a good tip that some the lady yeah. had about using old towels and cutting them up. Right. Once because, it has a hole in it, it's cleaning. Yeah, <laughs> I like that idea. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. And next we have Deborah Jackson. You may unmute. Okay. I um, invest. Uh, it's only cost $50 at Walmart. They got this uh, rollaway bed and, and it's very lightweight and you can keep it into the guest room closet. The only thing is don't have nobody old in it because it's really low. You will have to help them get up because I slept on one. So that's, that's a fight to get up. But it's comfortable. It's, it's like a memory phone. It'd be Very really good sick. for a child then. Hmm? It'd be really good for a child since it's low. Yeah. And it's for adults too when you run out of bed because it's long enough for adults. Yeah. It's better than an air mattress, I suppose. Yeah. Air mattresses mm -hmm. are not fun. Yes. Thank, Thank you. And that's it for raised hands at the moment. Okay. Uh, what time do we have? It is 1235. Okay. So we'll go ahead and open up to general questions and comments um, a little early. So anybody has anything related to independent living, whether we've covered it or not, you're welcome to go ahead and ask your question um, give your tip, whatever you like. Um, do we have any hands at this point? Not yet, but we'll give people a couple of minutes to sort that out. Okay. In the meantime, I'll mention that next Actually, week. We, oh. we just got three raised hands. Okay. Let's do that first then. Um, um, if you'll just give me that 45 minute. Uh, I, I will do that. After. Yeah. Yes. Deborah Jackson, you may unmute. I had, hey, did I miss 
last week for the bathroom, the last time for the bathroom, because mm -hmm. uh, you know how, uh, like now, I went to uh, Dollar Tree and found the smallest bucket. And so it, it's the idea of it touching the toilet breath when you can't see the handle. Mm -hmm. So I keep that in there. And then to keep the bathroom clean every day, I'm always recycling bottle, uh, like, um, uh, like uh, instead of using that toilet uh, uh, thing to go underneath it, I found uh, a mop bottle. And right now that's what I'm using to clean, you know, just to clean the toilet bowl, just to even get spread, you know, in there, not spread, but kind of uh, squeeze it in there to keep it fresh. And so soon that one gets empty, then I can throw my own, uh, my own, you know, like bleach or whatever in there so that I don't like, because when you use the bottle and pour it, you pour too much and then you got to go back to the store to get some more. So that seems to working better for you. But I keep both of those in the small bucket and push it back. So all I do is pull it out and then I can fill the, the bottle and fill the toilet brush. Okay. I will mention, please do not put bleach in your toilet bowl. Bleach will damage the pipes. Please really? do not do that. It will cause damage and then you'll get stuff stuck in the pipes in those little um, pores that the bleach will cause. It'll damage the pipes. Um, if you need to use something a little stronger in your toilet bowl, um, borax is a much better um, solution, B-O-R-A-X. It's a natural mineral. Um, and Liz did mention baking soda is great in a toilet bowl and it will not cause damage to your pipes. Um, so like drain cleaner, works but over time it's going to cause issues bleach is the same way over time it's going to cause issues i didn't know also, that if you have a septic tank that's really bad for a septic tank okay so, so you said to use what instead uh, borax is an option it's a mineral um and you can get it in liquid form um and you can pour it just like you've been doing with the bleach just use some you know use borax or if you put some baking soda um, and let that sit for a while. Um, mm -hmm. I've done that. Yep. Leave it for, you know, two, three, maybe even four hours and then just flush it and then scrub. Um, and you won't have to scrub nearly as hard. And that is, baking soda and borax are actually good for your pipes. So it'll clean oh, up. Like comments? Well. Like comments? Um, not familiar with what, what exactly comment is. Oh, it's it's uh, like a powder. Um, yeah, uh, like agent. I'm not sure what's in it, so uh, I can't I can't say for sure. Look at the ingredients and make sure it doesn't have anything um, too strong for your pipes. Um, but yeah, bleach will cause damage over time, so it's not a good idea. Julie, you have oh. three raised hands and seven minutes. Awesome, thank you. Five oh five, ending in six three eight. You may unmute. Hello, yeah, these are pretty good callers. Um, you know, for the guest room, you can also get a, a futon. That Futons are great. Huh? And then they have somewhere to sit during the day, right? That what? And then they have somewhere to sit during the day, right? Because you can sit, you can set yeah, it up. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, because, good. yeah, the futon, and you can pull it out. Like a couch bed, or a, I mean, like a like a bed, but then they have somewhere during the during the day to sit, or they have those um, 
those Murphy beds too that people can use. You know, yeah, the Murphy beds are great too. Um, you know, especially if you have a smaller room, they don't want, you know, uh -huh. your guest is not going to want to have that cramped room. If you have a futon or Murphy bed, it saves a little space. Right. Yeah. And don't uh -huh. be cramped during the day. It's a good idea. Yeah, Thank uh, you. Well, we used to use even those little army cots that they used <laughs> back in the day. We used to yeah, use especially in the pinch, right? Huh? Thank you. Good ideas. 201 yeah. ending in 406, you may unmute. Thank you. Hi, I have a, um, I have a question and then I have a, a, a tip. When a oh. light bulb for the toilet bowl says it has bleach in it, I'm pretty sure. And I'm surprised that light bulb would make something for toilet bowls that would cause damage to the pipes. I'm, I'm just surprised at that. And my tip is, yeah. is that um, I'm, I travel a lot and um, I lose things because I don't, and I don't know I lose them. And mm -hmm. I find the carabiners, they're like spring-loaded clips um, that you can, I hook my water bottle on, my hat onto it, and I, and I attach it to my backpack. So um, I find that, that those clips are really helpful. And I have a guide dog. And if I use his guide dog street bag on my side, I can put a carabiner on things to attach as well. And I can even put his leash on that if I need both hands for something. Um, yeah, carabiners are wonderful me. things. Thank you. Um, for the Lysol um, question, I don't recommend Lysol with bleach to anybody. Whether it's on your sink, on your in your toilets, on your kitchen counters, bleach is not a good daily cleaner. If you have something a little um, harsher, like something that really needs a little extra scrubbing, I, then I would consider the bleach on like the counter, but then put something else on over that to get that bleach off. Um, I, I love the borax and let me just make a mention because I didn't know this I thought I could use borax in my uh, dishwasher I never had a dishwasher and I thought oh, I want to clean it out and borax is great for cleaning mm. well if you do that you become an I love Lucy episode with the suds coming out of all areas of the dishwasher yeah. <laughs> you have three raised hands yeah, and three minutes points. okay thank you so much that's a good that's some good points take the next hand Marsha, you may unmute. Jewel, I just want to say I've had so much fun from last week. I have um, the dividers in the closet for the awesome. clothes, and I can reach over the top and feel the next one to tell which is long, which is short. I got dividers for, he got me dividers for the drawers, and I've got my pajamas divided into very cool warm and then hot and then awesome. and the other thing is that is I got those color things for clothes and I'm pinning them to the left side so that I know how to put my clothes on right side up they didn't have all the <clears throat> colors that I have but I put them on with safety pins rather than sewing them on because I didn't want to try to thread the needle and try mm -hmm. to find the hole but if if I get rid of the clothes, then I can keep the tag that way. Yes. And I do have a quick question for you. Can you tell everybody where you got those dividers, the closet dividers? Because those are a little harder to find. 
they extend. I will have to ask Jason, and he's just left. So I'll have okay. to get back to you on that one. Okay. Uh, and the other thing that I want to say, are you ever going to do the kitchen? We will get to that next week is part one of dining room. And then after the dining room, we'll be doing kitchen. Okay, thank you. We have two more hands raised and you're going to be just at or after your quarter of. Cheryl, you may unmute. Um, Speaking of dividers, I made my own dividers in my closet. Um, What I did is um, I have have a large walk-in large walk-in closet and I just got some braille paper and got a hole puncher and put a hole over it and put it over say like a plastic rack or a wire mm-hmm. rack or I got some firm you know those wooden racks you can buy at Walmart and like I maybe like uh, say for instance I have a section of all year round clothes and like the bottom section of the closet is for like jeans and then mm-hmm. I, I organized it and put uh, index cards and cut a hole over it and put it over the uh, hanger and I said blue and then b- black and I did it in braille and I'll tell you a cheaper way to do that because braille paper isn't the cheapest thing if you get packages cut up your cardboard boxes and use the cardboard and you can oh. put um dymo tape or an index card with braille and just tape it on there and there's your divider yeah that's a, that is a really super idea now again i'm interested about the drawer thing that you all were talking about i suppose i could cut braille paper up too but it wouldn't stand up firmly you know right. inside cardboard will um cardboard will stand up but a lot of people use either like shoe boxes or um you can get fabric um d- drawer dividers that'll be the same size um same shape also um and those i've seen those for like five dollars a piece um like Overstock, I my housemate got a set of those, six of them for $30. So they were five bucks each. And they're called drawer dividers? Drawer dividers, or sometimes they're just called fabric um, fabric clothing storage boxes sometimes. Great. And also speaking of cleaning goods, as well as kitchen uh, items, I'm having some issues right now with my ID Mate Galaxy uh, labels not sticking to freezer bags or to bottles, like cleaning stuff and foods. Do y'all have any ways, any, how do y'all do your labeling of bottles? If you have trouble sticking something to an item, it probably needs to be cleaned. And the best way to do that is with rubbing alcohol. So take a cotton ball, stick some rubbing alcohol on that and scrub it with the cotton ball. And that should help it stick better. Um, and that goes for appliances, for plastic bags, for bottles, you know, anything that you can't seem to get it to stick and it should stick. Uh-huh. Well, you're at stick. 14 of and you have one more hand raised. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and take that. Um, it was just All to right. give me a heads up that we're getting close. Right. Yes. So. Um, Eugene, you may unmute. Yeah. When you're talking about cleaning stuff, uh, one of your best cleaning agents is vinegar. Uh, it does good for cleaning floors, counters, and stuff, and it works great for cleaning your bathroom toilets. Yes, vinegar is and your it will friend. Not hurt, it will not harm, harm your pipes. Right. Yeah, vinegar and baking soda are your best friends when it comes to cleaning stuff. Don't put them together. That's what no. they use in science fairs for um, those science fair volcanoes. <laughs> You're going to have fun if you put them together. It's going to explode. Yeah, you have a nice explosion in your toilet and water everywhere. Yep. yep. <laughs> 
Although, you know, if you want, like if you have a clogged drain, putting baking soda down in there and adding some vinegar might help unclog it. It won't kill, it won't hurt anything. It'll be better than drain cleaner for sure. Because drain cleaner over time will ruin your pipes. So, yeah, good tip. Any other hands at this point? No other hands at this point. Cool. So for next week, we will be going into the dining room. Um, and this will be a two-part room because there's um, lots to talk about when it comes to serving and making the table for when people are over or, you know, if you have people that you're eating with. And then there's, of course, your personal eating and drinking habits. Um, so next week, we're going to talk about um, setting the table. We're going to talk about... Um, you're getting your tablecloth on there nice and neat. We're going to talk about organizing things on the table so that it's easy for everybody to get food and also about serving um, onto the plates and into the, into the cups and such. Um, so, and then the week after we'll go into personal eating and drinking habits, you know, your tips for that. So is that at the same time every Tuesday at uh, 12 Eastern? That's correct. Every Tuesday at 12 Eastern is this call. And so it's called Independent Living? That's correct. Independent okay. Living Skills every Tuesday at, at 12 Eastern. And if you have questions, ideas, comments, concerns, you know, if you just want to chat with me about independent living, you can um, email me on, for in my email address for this call is independentlivingjewel at gmail.com. I'll spell J that. J E W E L. Yeah, okay. Yep. It's I N D E P E N D E N T, independent, living, L I V I N G, jewel, J E W E L, at gmail.com. So, independent living jewel, just like the, a gemstone or the Sanger, at gmail.com. And that is just for this call. So, Is there any way that you can obtain notes from anybody on this? Because uh, I was late uh, signing. Yeah, if you want to um, send me a message at that email and ask me, you know, ask me for whatever notes you need for specific topics, um, I'd be happy to write something up for you. I don't have any, but I can write it up based on my outline. That would be great. I'd love a copy of the outline. Yeah. Awesome.